This is the Dorkside News Network, and this just in. Yeah, awfully quiet in here today. Super quiet. Super quiet. It's just two of us. <laughs> I wish we had that song. In a, in a, <laughs> just the two of us. Just, yeah, in a dim room. <laughs> like a police station, like fluorescent lights. And no, we don't actually film out of a police station or record. Whatever you guys call it on the I mean, interwebs. We're so de- dedicated that if, I mean, if something happened, we might have to record out of a police station. <laughs> hey, officer, but... hold on one second. Let me, uh, <laughs> let me record this. I got to do it for my podcast. Hey guys, it's uh Dorkside news. Um, I'm James. I'm Richard. Usually we have three on. We, uh, we're a little down today. It's just two of us today. So we're going to talk about some interesting things later on. Yeah. Um, but if you guys have never heard of us before, we, we do news and then we talk, talk. We talk about what the news means. Yes. Yeah. I think, right. I mean, yeah. Like, yeah. Cause we'll tell you the news and then we will tell you how we feel about it and how you should feel. <laughs> <laughs> we give, we give you the contextual information so that you can come to your own conclusions. And then we tell you how to feel about it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, and then we got a pretty interesting topic about, well, basically about us later on in the yeah, podcast. So yeah. it should be pretty fun. Um, so start off uh, death. Is there an app for death? So this is uh, what uh, pre. What was the uh, what was the old old movie series premonitions or uh, fatal uh, fatal des- uh, no not fatal fatal destination final, final, final destination, destination. Yes. there we go final destination. So this is the newest version of probably the same people. I bet yeah, if you look into it, <laughs> it might be. Um, but so I I think it's very interesting because. I watched this and I was like, I don't watch horror movies in theaters. Yeah. To me, they're not worth it. I'm, I want to watch them on Netflix or whatever. I'm good with it. And I saw it and I was like, this looks really cool. And I want to, I want to see it. The only thing that's throwing me off about it is so the trailers make it seem like death is the person chasing you or yeah. the thing chasing you. I was kind of hoping that, it was more of Final Destination, which is weird because we've had Final Destination. We've had <laughs> enough of them. Yeah. But like where it's like you're trying not to cause your own death and then do so cause your own death. It one yeah, what did throw me off a little bit is that um like in, in the trailer, now we don't know if it's cut weird. Yeah. But like the girl literally like she's in the um she's in the bathroom and there's so many ways she could die when the time runs out. But instead, it looks like she just like gets ripped up into the ceiling and then dropped from, back like, down. Yeah, from like an unnatural force. And I'm like, okay, so I I originally wanted to see people like try to avoid fate. Yeah. But this isn't fate. This is like death, the Grim Reaper yeah. is like coming for you and zombies and demon possessed people or whatever. I don't know. Um, and I, like I said, Final Destination did enough of that. I, I had fun with the Final Destination movies being like, watching them and be like, okay, so how, what dumb way are they going to die in <laughs> yeah. this one? The weights is still one of my favorite one. I don't know if you remember that one. No. Uh, it was some guy lifting weights and you're like, oh, he's going to like drop it on his neck or something, or the, the bench is going to break. Like it's obvious what's going to happen yeah. here. Five minutes later into the scene, two axes cut his head off that were hanging above the, the gym, the, the, the equipment. Yeah. yeah they yeah. swung down and cut his head. I was like, really? Yeah. Uh, gym equipment. And we went with axes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's- what I really want to see is I want to see, I, and I hope 
that they reveal who created the app. Yeah. And that there's some, right. Cause even like, like to me, what kept me going with the ring was finding out the background story of the girl and how, um, the parents like did what they did and all that stuff like that, that to me was interesting. Yeah. It's not just some demon doing it for whatever yeah. you, you have a kind of a reason to feel bad for the thing eating people. Yeah. Uh, it, Spoiler alert, though, I'm pretty sure I know what it what it was who created the app. It was Tom from MySpace. Tom from MySpace. <laughs> nice. He wants his uh, website to do better again. I don't know. Uh, all right. So up next, uh, the Russo brothers, the legendary Russo brothers. The le- yeah, they've I mean, done. If you like Marvel movies, yes, you've seen them. You've seen their work. Um, they've done Captain America, Winter Soldier, Captain America, Civil War. Which a lot of people... Winter Soldier is one of their favorite yes. MCU movies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, which is funny because my girlfriend has still yet to see it. She thinks originally Captain America is a dumb superhero, and to be fair, in the comics he was kind of lame in the beginning. Yeah, I mean he he is when when you have a person who in the comics originally Marvel Universe, which were where they had comics that you could look up the stats of all the different characters. Yeah. He was peak human, what they call peak human. Yeah. Um, so he wasn't technically superhuman. Yeah, it wasn't he superhuman. Was, he was just the, the best idea, of the yeah, He took the super, super soldier serum and that made him the best possible human a human could be, which is nothing compared to Spider-Man who yeah. can like throw cars. <laughs> but, um, here, I don't think there's a big difference between Captain America and Spider-Man in the MCU. Yeah. And the MCU, it seems like they're pretty much tied. Like there's, there should be no way that Captain America can hold off a punch from Spider-Man. There should be no way that happens. Not in the comics. Yeah, not like well, yeah, not in the comics. In the well, MCU, though. In the MCU, it happens all the time because they, he's he's strong. Yeah, I mean, like like ridiculously he's past like peak human, way past way. I mean, he is really ridiculous. So, um, like you can, if you're trying to use like math and stuff. So Hulk had a problem holding off Thanos's hand when he was punching him. Yeah, and Captain America is doing just fine. So that that's saying that he's stronger than Hulk now. So what's Hulk then? Well, it's timing and context. Yeah. I don't know. But at any rate, so yeah, Captain America is a legit, uh, entertaining movie, both of them. Mm -hmm. Um, and and they've, they've also directed the greatest of the movies, Infinity War and Endgame. Those are definitely the most memorable, the the biggest, yeah, like the biggest of scale and scope. and, (laughs) And, and so often they could have flopped, right? Endgame could have been a flop because how do you, how do you really like, like live up to the, the amount of crescendo, like the, the drama, the buildup, but they did. It was great. I like that. The, I mean, close to the last, last line of the movie. It wasn't the last line of the movie because yeah. there's a little bit, but the close to the last line of the movie was the same as the last line of the first Marvel cinematic universe movie that started at all. So good. It was like the, the and, it, and it rounded it out. It, like, it ended touches, it, yeah. yeah. So anyway, they, they love their stuff. And a lot of people were like, well, shouldn't they be preparing for fantastic four or X-Men? They're like, no, they, they acknowledged where they came from Mm -hmm. and that making these billion dollar movies is what allowed them to do what they're doing, which is starting their own studio, AGBO. Agbo. I I don't know if it's Agbo or if it's just AGBO. I don't know. I'm going to say AGBO because (laughs) Agbo is a mouthful. Um, And while they were talking about, how they're going to be doing these, like, uh, I guess, socio-political movies. They really want to inspire change for the better 
by provoking conversation around, you know, certain topics, which is super cool for them. I, I would love to be in a position where the things I'm passionate about in, in terms of improving the world is what I can just spend my time doing. Yeah, awesome. And then, good and for then, them. And then the world watches it too. It's not just yeah. you well, put yeah, it out there and then they are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I promise you they could come out with any movie in the next two years. And if they didn't tell you that they directed it, some people would probably be like, eh, I don't know about this. But oh, the Russo brothers directed it. I guess I'm going to go see it. I, I bet people like, I bet it would not be financially successful if they didn't tell people who they were (laughs) doing it. However, I bet it would win awards Yeah, because it's not their name that makes people love it. It's, it's that it's amazing. I mean, their, their stuff has been great for years. I would, I would love to, from the directors that brought you infinity war and end game <laughs> comes Trump. No, that's bad. Yeah. I wouldn't pay to see that one. <laughs> uh, at any rate, they did have a side comment that's relevant to us. All that, all that other stuff is just us being fanboys probably, but um, they made comments on being a little dismissive about Sony thinking they can recreate Feige's magic. And what I thought was interesting about this is I think a lot of people assume it's so ridiculously easy to take a character that's well-loved like Spider-Man and make a billion-dollar movie out of it. However, that's what the executives at Warner Brothers thought (laughs) many times, like three times in a row. And they have not done very good at it. And they've not done very well at it. So (laughs) let's be fair though. The Joker trailer does look pretty interesting as much as I hate to say that I, I, cause you know, me and Batman, but I, it looks, it looks, um, okay. Logan. Yep. Is that Logan, right? Uh, I didn't actually watch that one. Gosh, (laughs) I want to lunge over this table again. Um, okay. Logan. I know what happens though. It doesn't matter what happens. I, it doesn't saying. even literally doesn't even matter. <laughs> it's the like you would cry. Uh-huh. That's how emotionally intense this movie is. And it's not an X-Men movie. That's important. Yeah. Right? Because a an Avengers movie is an Avengers movie. Yep. It's not a drama that's going to win like crazy awards for its emotional context that people are like bawling in the, uh, I mean, I know people cried at Endgame, but I didn't <laughs> yeah. at all in any way. I had no tears. I, nothing. I did only because I, my, my favorite hero is Iron Man. That's the only reason why that's, that's fine. Um, but I just don't think that I think you, you hit it on the head. Your favorite hero is Iron Man, which meant to me that if it had not been Iron Man and you had seen the exact same scenario and, and some other character sacrifice, like Captain Marvel, she sacrificed herself and all this stuff, you would not have cried. I, I probably wouldn't have. Because, because the buildup in the movie was not so intense to make you ready to like have that emotional like thing. Whereas Logan was this like intense emotional journey that had nothing to do with it being Wolverine. Yeah. It just was a character that happened, happened to be Wolverine. Yeah, that have, yeah. have claws that come out. Yeah, and that's that and was... so and that's what I think the Joker is going to be. Uh, I've been against the business decision to further muddy up the WB franchise. <laughs> See, but it's a great movie. I've, I'm I've, sure I was against this decision as well, but I was also thinking, what if this movie does good? Yeah. And then the next Suicide Squad movie actually is good. 
It's James Gunn, so yeah, and he's it's probably going to be stacking good. the deck in his favor. <laughs> yes. He's like putting in all kinds of people to get people to watch it. Um, someone brought up the point: What if this is just what if um, DC starts just doing like Eververse stuff? Like they don't ever have continuity. It's just this is a new thing. So I think that reflects their comics, even. Yeah, right. Their comics. Uh, I just feel like they, in particular, struggle with continuity between these bigger than life characters. So, yeah, I mean that, that maybe that's their thing. Um, and that's fine, but you have to like, accept. I think at that point that maybe you don't make billion dollar movies. Then that's fine. And well, it, it, it can be fine. If you make a bunch of, but you have to like, you have to ask, what is your goal? Yeah. When you do business, you don't say your goal. Normally you don't say your goal is to make money because then you fail. And yeah. I think that they, they made <laughs> Batman versus Superman to make money, not to make the movie, which is why they put somebody who doesn't even like comic books in charge of the the movie. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, we probably wouldn't have had a Martha, Martha thing. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. Maybe you're right. Maybe this is the future um, I, I don't think I'd mind it though. If it's just Eververse, if it's one or two movies that don't can, that don't connect to the other movies, it's just DC's what if I guess is like, yeah, I, I would be okay with it. I think cause they're not going to, they're not ever going to get to Marvel, um, Marvel's status and what they do, which doesn't make any sense, but okay. Yeah. I, I think you're right. I think, I think the characters are so ridiculous in terms of power level and, um, and, and we're, we're going to talk about it, uh, pretty soon but i just think the lack of focusing on the on the people like let's focus on clark kent let's focus on his life and what's important to him so that i can care about him instead of him being like this weird statue who just like flies around and does stuff it's yeah if you look at even the origin stories you're like peter parker uh, you know a boy who became a superhero iron man a man who became a superhero and then you look at superman uh he's an alien Okay, Green Lantern, Alien Ring. Like, well, and even, like, let's look at Thor. Thor should, like, by that connotation, you would think, okay, well, great. Well, Thor's going to be boring. Yeah. And he was kind of boring in Thor 2. Let's not, let's ignore Thor 2. Yeah, Thor- but <laughs> most of the time, the stories about Thor are actually not about his powers. They're about his feelings and his, his like, relationship with his father, his brother, these are it real is, things that we can sympathize with, yeah. even though we're not gods. Coming to terms with having to rule. Cause I, you know, sympathize with that all the time. <laughs> yeah. You're like, wait a minute, I'm going to become, I'm going to become an, you know, the next level at work King of the and I'm not going to get any extra money or, or credit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's interesting. I guess I, I hate using that word. I do it every time. You know what, what what's interesting the Joker tells the story about the Joker. That is exactly why I love Marvel. It's about his personality, his feelings, his emotions that he's experiencing and not the Joker's you superpowers. Can, you can connect to a Marvel hero because you're like, Oh, I would feel like that when the Joker's telling you, this is how I feel. Yeah. It's like, it's different when someone's telling you like, this is why I did it. And you're, can I just guess? Yeah. At any rate, um, it's not easy to recreate Feige's magic uh, because lots of everybody wants to make billion dollar movies, and uh, I, 
I don't wish Sony good luck on it because <laughs> I want them to come back to the table and work out a deal with Disney. I, it's, it's in the rumor mill. I've heard that the last offer for Spider-Man was 20 billion and Disney laughed. Well, uh, we don't talk about it in the news here, but now with the rumors that Apple might be buying Sony, I think that if Sony sells Spider-Man, Apple might not be willing to pay as much for <laughs> that's, Sony. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, yeah, it's interesting. Interesting times are afoot. Yeah, yeah. Um, also wanted to point out something I made up myself just now and uh, shows you what a genius I am. Kevin Feige, I'm now referring to as Modoc. The machine organism designed only to create. <laughs> That's all he does is he creates things, which is the exact opposite of what actual Modoc does. <laughs> he right. just kills things. Um, all right. So as long as he gets a laser beam shooting out of his head <laughs> in a floating chair, I guess he'll work. So you have here that um, Paul Rudd's role has finally been discussed in the new Ghostbusters. So I, have an, I have a Google alert that anytime new news pops, pops up about up Paul Rudd, Rudd. <laughs> it sends me an email. And this week uh, we had a interview with Dan Aykroyd on entertainment tonight. So we have the link. Don't click the link guys. It's uh, awful. It's, the entertainment tonight's website is really bad. Uh, maybe if you have an ad blocker, I'm against ad blockers, but maybe on this case, you, you should have one. But at any rate, um, Dan Aykroyd looks totally nuts, crazy. And he talks about the next Ghostbusters movie. And what I think is interesting about this is that what it looks like is it looks like, well, Paul Rudd's a seismologist and he, I think he teaches summer school, but also he's been um, brought out to a small town that's having weird earthquakes. And what I really like about this is get out of New York City. (laughs) I hope much or most of this movie is not in New York. I'd like to point out the difference here, too. If this were a 90s movie and there was a seismic activity, it'd be a volcano. Guaranteed to be a volcano. <laughs> Dante's Peak or uh, Volcano, the one that took place yeah. in LA. Like, it would always be some kind of crazy volcano. This but might here, be a ghost volcano. No. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's 2019, James. Like, you, it can't just be a normal yeah. volcano. It's ghost volcano. <laughs> it's got to be culturally appropriate volcano. That's what it is. Um, it, it is supposed to involve... They, he he leaves some tips. He, he, also, like, he hints that he's going to try to get... Um, What's his name? Um, the other crazy comedian who's still alive. I don't remember. I'm blanking right now. Oh, uh, um, Ghostbusters. Yeah. Uh, uh, damn it. I knew it. But. Groundhog's day. Uh, I was just, oh, Bill Murray, Bill Murray. Thank so you. he's like, yeah, I'm going to give Bill Murray a call and I think I can get him to do a cameo. So this is not going to be about the original Ghostbusters. This is going to be about the original Ghostbusters descendants and it's going to have cameos, maybe a lot of cameos, right? And Dan Aykroyd, he may be in it a lot yeah, um, because he loves Ghostbusters and he's been trying to make it I, happen for a long time. I just wish this was a world where I could say, Bill Murray can't do that because he's too busy doing Zombieland 3. <laughs> <laughs> but because of events that have transpired in Zombieland 1. Spoilers, James. <laughs> it's only been eight years. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how long it's been. It's it has long, been several years. It's been a long time. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. Paul Rudd, seismologist. I'm excited by Paul Rudd. Just that alone. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> you don't need to know what that means. Uh, uh, comic book news. You got some of that. 
We do some of that here sometimes. Yeah. So, Actually, I think the last few weeks we've been really good at it. Yeah, I've been trying to be really up on on it. So um, Lois Lane has her first, I don't know, it's probably not her first one, but she has a new comic book series coming out called Lois Lane. And this is... Spoilers, it's about Lois Lane, I it's guess. It's about spoilers, yeah. <laughs> um, so this is, this is about Lois Lane. There is Superman, there is PDAs, um, and they have like banter, like, like the way married couples do or whatever, but it's really about Lois Lane and the Superman because she's, uh, she's always been her own character that doesn't just wait around hoping Superman's yeah. going to save her or whatever. So even though often she has to wait <laughs> be around, safe. And, yeah, be safe. Um, <laughs> or even go back in time to save her, you know, what's whatever. interesting about this storyline is that she starts off as a white house press secretary, pr- presumably for the daily planet. And God, that would um, be an awful job. And she gets uh, kicked out of the White House after having arguments with the press secretary. So wait, so she, wait, she's the press secretary. Oh, having an argument with the the White House. No, okay. no, so she's not. No, she's not a White House press secretary. Sorry, she's a White House press journalist. What I don't know, whatever they call the journalist who gets sent to the White House. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She has an argument with the White House press secretary. I made a mistake, guys, on the notes. We'll fix it before it goes up, though. Um, she gets an argument with the press secretary, and she loses her press badge, her White House press badge, which is very – if you follow politics, anything like that, that – That's exactly like, what happened in 2019. literally what happened. <laughs> yeah, and they're, they're doing a lawsuit about it and stuff like that. What so. if Lois Lane's actually real? What if Superman's real now? What because if we're fake? Because our world's too <laughs> crazy anymore to believe. Right. It's, you're like, oh, there's Superman. Okay, yeah. But Trump did this. I cannot believe that. Personally, I feel like this is gonna be the most boring comic book ever. <laughs> just I'm just being real, guys. I'm just I'm just being legit. I don't think that I can pay money. Like maybe if my Comicsology Unlimited account lets me read this for free, maybe. It's, you gotta compare it though. I mean, last week we were talking about a Batman who goes and kills the entire Justice League and other universes, and now we're on Lois Lane's the White House journalist. He strangled <laughs> Wonder Woman with her own lariat. Her magic lariat of power or wonder magic, magic or lasso. truth or something. I don't know. The lasso but of truth. Yeah. Lasso of truth. So that was incredible. And here we have Lois Lane <laughs> getting into an argument with the White House press secretary. That happens in real life. I think it's too real. I just don't care. <laughs> it is It is too. People are going to be like, wow, this is too real. I don't want to read this. this. And, and honestly, like that's what drove me away from DC in the 90s. Because they kept involving like real, like real, real world politics and stuff like that. And I'm like, I follow it because I'm a human being who lives in this country and gets affected by this stuff. But I actually hate it. I don't like having conversations See, about politics or anything. It's weird. It's weird too, though, because Marvel's done the same thing. But I don't know if uh, it's weird how to like how they put it. Like DC will openly talk about politics and stuff yeah. that's currently going like on. Real, yeah. real politics. And Marvel will do it, but not. Not like reference it or talk about yeah. it in general. Cause like the civil war, you know, um, X-Men was all about that stuff or not civil war, uh, I guess slavery and well, Marvel does it with metaphor. Yeah. Right. And so DC th- does it just literally. Yeah. So DC, it's literally about race and in Marvel mutants are an allegory for, um, for, other races or, or whatever, yeah. basically any kind of minority that suffers prejudice, they can, they can write about it in the comics and they don't have to be like weird about it because 
it's mutants and you can just punish mutants yeah, as which, much as you want. I think that's where it boils down to with Marvel stuff like that. You can, you can relate to it because something will be about it you. It feels you know. safe. Yeah. It feels safe to explore those storylines in Marvel because it's not about people, you know, in real life. Yeah. Cause they're mutants. Right. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, if you guys are interested in Lois Lane becoming a white house press journalist, go look at the link, but I can't promise too much comes out of that. If, Next year we report that it was the best selling comic of this year. We missed something then. I don't. I don't know. Sometimes we're wrong. Sometimes we're wrong. Most yeah. of the time we're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, this next one was interesting. I'm hoping I'm saying her name right because it's a very strange name. It's a it's a Twitch name. So, and you know, with the recent news, we have to talk about it. I believe her name is Kuko. It's K U K. I'm sorry, K Q U Q C O. Kuko. Uh, was banned. I feel like it's gotta be Q, like cute. It, so could, it's it could be. Q-co. It could be. Yeah. I don't know. I, did, I haven't heard her say it. So um, she was banned apparently for cosplaying. That's the boiled down version of it. The, There's, you know, nobody really knows why she was banned, right? Because the way getting banned works, guys, just so, just in case you've never been a, a crazy hot sexy girl on the <laughs> internet and been banned. Um you just get banned and it'll just say like sexually explicit content and you're like, "Well, which part? Which frame? Which, you yeah. know?" And you ask for clarification and they don't usually give clarification because if they did, you could sue them for it. Yep, because if they're wrong, like, you could sue. So yeah. they just make it abstract as as possible. Yeah. Um but so what supposedly happened here was she was cosplaying as Chun-Li and um, she got banned because her someone deemed her outfit inappropriate. And when I say someone, it's an argument. And this is why this is an interesting article. The someone that the the streamer in yeah. question says was the Reddit army live Reddit fail. I think it was the subreddit yeah. name um, who has a habit of going to what they call Twitch thoughts or female streamers that are, you know, usually attractive females. Um, and just report them for anything so they can try and ban them for what reason? I don't know. I mean, effectively, these are people who I think are not getting as much sex as they want. And combined with the double frustration of thinking that they are not getting the level of success in life they want because they don't have boobs. And the reality is that women who are sexually um, confident are the ones most likely to sleep with cool guys. Yeah, and cool guys not like like sexy Korean models <laughs> types. Not I mean, just like wearing <laughs> like anybody, like right, like it's the confident women who uh, will explore fun things with <laughs> many guys. And don't we all want that? I don't understand. These guys are idiots. Like, stop being, stop being a jerk so, on the internet, a troll. What sucks is this supposed anti-boob army yeah. has formed, and they're just going after anybody they can find. And the, I mean, for whatever reason, Twitch is trying to de, um, desexualize their their network. I just think they don't want success. I mean, yeah, like I don't get it. Um, this, this girl, she looked very cute. Um, 
She's just an artist drawing while she's cosplayed. And she's not twerking. She's not doing any of this other stuff that some of the other Twitch streamers have been known for. She's literally just drawing. In, in, In her opinion, she was not showing off any more thigh than her booty shorts. Yep. And outside of like high school, she should be able to wear booty shorts and just be fine because everything that the Christian conservatives care about is covered. But really a Christian conservative, when they get aroused from seeing an attractive woman, they blame the attractive woman for their own evil thoughts that are, (laughs) that they have in their head. And I think it's garbage. I just think it's ridiculous. I think that we need to, um, I think we need to make the internet a place that is innocent until proven guilty. Number one, number two, it needs to be opt in. And that means that if you choose to see this channel, this Twitch streamer, then you have accepted responsibility for what you're seeing. If she tags her channel appropriately. Yeah. Uh, I love the rating system. I just think, you know, the rating system fixed so many things with movies. I know there's some problems, but I just feel like for the most part, you make a movie rated R and nobody complains about nipples. Yeah. And it's the same thing with the ESRB. Uh, I mean, there's an argument going on right now, but I still think that the ESRB is going to come down hard on gambling in video games and just make anything that has gambling in it an M rating. So now do there you you go. go. You're done. Um, I just wish everything was rated. And then you can't ever, like if you go to a Twitch stream marked as rated R or PG 13 or whatever, then when you click report, it doesn't even give you options to report them for things that they tagged. If they tag that they're going to have, um, nudity. Well, not even nudity, right? In this case, it's like, if it's like, uh, sexually implicit, dressing clothing yeah. something maybe like that so it's not even nudity right so, I mean, because there was there was no nudity there was it was just no. upper thigh uh upper outside thigh not even upper inside thigh um so if she's tagged appropriately you can't report them for that yep problem solved but and i i felt like this is a good time to bring it up i know we've talked about it i think in the last episode too when we talked about joker um the term that's being used is to describe these this this anti-boob army and I figured it would at least mm-hmm, explain mm-hmm. what it is. Yeah. So you might have heard the term incel thrown around a lot. And actually, yeah. the, the news is actually starting to use that word a lot now, too. Yeah, um, I've heard, yeah, I've heard of Um, Do you know what incel actually stands for? I can't remember anymore. Involuntarily celibate. <laughs> yeah. <that's> a- <laughs> <laughs> so if you guys don't understand what that means, it means they're trying to get some and they're not. It's not working. And then. So, yeah. So they, they try to get some. Then the the girl chooses not to give it to them. And so then they end up in this attitude, this attitude. Incels are starting to be like a stereotype or a, you know, a way to describe people. Some people are getting really pissed off being called an incel. (laughs) Cause that just means you have no game, I guess in in 2019, that means you have no game. You don't, you don't even, and game is easy guys. (laughs) Game is easy. Just don't try too hard. (laughs) How do you talk to a girl? Uh, use fucking words. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like I grew up being extremely, extremely shy, extremely shy. Sure. And then, um, I think after I got out of the military, maybe it was during the military. There was a couple of times where, you know, you just get drunk and you're just <laughs> like, 
you get your friends. What's the worst that can happen? She says no. And you're like, that's right. And then you go talk to them and they're like, actually, you're kind of interesting. Like, holy shit, this worked. This worked. And then yeah. you realize if you just talk to people, they'll want to, you know, be friends with you or talk to you or something and like that. women like orgasms possibly more than men. <laughs> yes. So it just, you know, suggest to them that uh, by being cool... <laughs> That this, you're a source of orgasms. One of, uh, one of the old comedians you used to watch had one of my favorite descriptions of this ever. He was like, um, you ever get those girls that come up and they're like, if you play your cards right, you can come home with me. And you're like, I fold. <laughs> <laughs> I love that one. <clears throat> that was Pablo Francisco, if you guys know who that was. Um, okay, speaking about nothing. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great, <laughs> great segue. Um, Seinfeld is coming back. And when I say coming back to Netflix, I don't mean like they're remaking it or rebooting it. They're bringing the old episodes back. They yeah. did however remaster them in 4K. Which is cool. Which yeah. is cool. And I fucking love Seinfeld. It's always a funny show. I, I mean the last time last time I watched Seinfeld was on Hulu, so uh this is probably a win. Yeah. I mean, Hulu uh Seinfeld is a NBC show. Um, and it's literally tagged. Like the tagline I, is the show about nothing. Yeah, that was, I feel like that NBC is pulling away from Hulu because Disney Plus is consolidating their, their hold. <laughs> their army. Yeah. Uh, uh, but so yeah, I mean, them. if you guys haven't seen Seinfeld, because I know it's an older show, we might have some younger, you know, younger viewers. If you like, I guess, somewhat intelligent humor and just living the human condition, that's, yeah, that's Seinfeld. With banter. Yes, Their with banter. big thing is quick, snappy um, banter back and forth. So, and if you were wondering who Seinfeld even is, it's that guy that goes, what about airline food? That was a really bad Seinfeld impression. So that, that was not a Seinfeld <laughs> impression. I don't know what that was. He, that, when everybody talks about Seinfeld, he, they always bring that joke up. What's the deal with airline food is the first thing that I was, cause I, I think that was what he used in his, one of his bits. I, I mean, I have definitely heard Seinfeld references with what about, and then yeah. something and not, not, Generally, airline food. Here's many, many things. Like here's that, an yeah. interesting thing now. So we are in a very, very, very uh, protected, picky. You can't say that type of atmosphere sure, in 2019. Yeah. Do you think they're going to allow to call him the soup Nazi anymore? Yes. Okay. Because I think um, while there's definitely people who don't like being called Nazis while they have swastikas behind <laughs> them, um, I think that those people don't really matter too much in terms of their opinions. And <laughs> we don't mind uh, antagonizing them. Yeah. <laughs> the Soup Nazi is probably one of my favorite episodes of, of Seinfeld. Uh, I don't know. There's so many great episodes that the uh, yogurt where they're all like, eating fat-free donut or fat-free yogurt nonstop to try to win a contest on losing weight and they all gain weight. And they're like, but it was, it was zero fat. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. There's so many lines. I think the one that, I mean, if you were a Seinfeld fan, the one that everybody remembers was the final episode where if you had been watching Seinfeld from the beginning, even catching episodes here and there, um, the final episode was amazing because it brought in all of the old characters that were there once or twice, like um, Jerry's ex-girlfriend, the soup Nazi came back because mm-hmm. they were all on trial for something. Yeah. Um, that was the. Um, for being like bad people. Like, it, it, was the good, it was the good Samaritan law. That's what it was. Yeah. Because um, uh, what was her name? Eileen? I don't know. I think it was Eileen, the girl. The only girl. Oh, in the show. Uh, Elaine. Elaine. I, I had it close. Uh, Elaine was on the phone talking to somebody about a mugging that was going on Mm -hmm. and she was laughing about it. 
And the judge was like, why didn't you call the police? You had a phone in your hand. And so that's that whole episode about is being a good Samaritan. And then they bring in all of their, their key witnesses was like Jerry's ex-girlfriend and the soup Nazi. And they're all saying how bad these people are because they're just horrible human beings. My my favorite line is when they, they decide to play risk for like weeks straight (laughs) and they're playing in the subway station and, um, Norman and uh, Kramer like going at it, and Kramer's like, "I've de- defeated Ukraine. Like Ukraine is nothing." <laughs> and then this like Russian guy like comes in, "No, Ukraine is strong," <laughs> and he like like flips the board and like walks away. And they've been like playing this game for like weeks because <laughs> risk kicks the old original risk kicks like it forever. takes forever. Yes, yeah. it's just like if you play. Um, that's an interesting thing. If you play Monopoly. With house rules, it takes forever. It takes forever. If you play the way it was intended, yeah, it doesn't take that long. I thought that was interesting. Um, Batwoman and her love that might be worth saving. Yes, we said it. Her love. Her love. If you haven't heard. That might be worth saving is in a trailer. The new Batwoman trailer came out and it was, it was interesting because, I mean, I don't know if... It's just, it just is interesting to me. I'm wondering what the reaction is going to be because I know uh, two women kissing on screen usually causes an <laughs> uproar, but this was, Hey, it's probably not going to be shown in Rio uh, de Janeiro. Was, yeah. This was two women kissing heavily on a CW show. Like, I mean, I know there might've been some shows where like there was maybe pecking, but this yeah. was like, I don't know. I, I feel like it might cause a stir. If that's I, what, You know, I'm sure it will cause a stir because even though the, Batwoman's been a lesbian in the comics for a long time. And uh, even though it's just, it's really just not, it shouldn't be surprising anymore, but by it being on the CW, um, yeah, it might, uh, it might, it might provoke people. And I, I try not to segregate our audience at all. Unless you're an Xbox fan, then you, you guys suck. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, but the, those people that are listening who in their head thought Ruby Rose was not lesbian enough to play this role can go fuck yourself because that's bullshit. It's like, if you don't like, um, or if you're not comfortable with people, I mean, everybody's got to like, you don't start comfortable. Everybody starts uncomfortable. Yeah. So it's fine. If you're on the pathway to being comfortable, that's totally cool. Um, but if you're like, if you think you're woke, but then like you, you're making you passing judgment that a person who's bi can't be a lesbian. They can't play a lesbian on a, on a movie. She, I can't think of anybody that would play this character better than Ruby Rose. She looks amazing as this character and that's her job. Her job is actually not to be a, uh, a same sexual preference as the character in a comic book. That's not her job. Her Her job job is is to act like she is and she's a good actress. And it just so happens that she is a bisexual woman or I think she even might be gender fluid now. I don't remember. There's some, know. there's some talk about it, I don't but know. And being bisexual and that, okay. It just so happens that she, or they are. Yeah. And, so, and sadly, I mean, to me, sadly, I, I know that they did take that into account because, um, because the incels will start a riot. Yeah. Fuck well, you, incels. I, actually in this case, this is the social justice. <laughs> yeah, warriors. That's true. Social justice warriors will, Ugh, okay. Yeah. But no, the trailer does look amazing. The, the, and I know we've said link it in the show notes, of course, we've said it a few times, but her costume is amazing. It's it great. It's on point for a comic book TV show 
to be this good is just really incredible. I, I think I'm just so excited about it. So we try not to recycle news on here unless it's about Borderlands three, which yes, we do have or news Paul Rudd. about Borderlands three or Paul <laughs> Rudd. But I, I, I wanted to bring this one up again. So we talked about Jojo rabbit before, and this, it's a new movie coming from Taika Waititi. If you don't know who he is, he did Thor Ragnarok, which is arguably one of the best Marvel movies or at least funniest. Funniest. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He's making a, it's called an anti-hate satire. That's what he's referring to it as. Um, Taika Waititi is actually playing Adolf Hitler in this movie. And it's supposed to be a satire about, you know, Nazis and growing up and how to be a Nazi and them failing. It looks like they're failing at everything they do. Everything they do. My favorite is the little kid who's throwing knives (laughs) at the tree and it bounces off the tree and stabs him in the lake. (laughs) It just looks so good. And like Taika was talking about it. He was like, I just, this movie, I was making it so people don't hate each other. And yeah. I mean, I get it. Like when you watch the trailer, like you get it. Okay. So yeah, he's making fun of people, but it's funny. It's hilarious. There's so much stuff in here. That's I, I great. I think he does do a good, good job of, of showing how ridiculous it is. The, the idea that you would grow up in a, in an environment where you were like going to summer camp to learn how to hate people or something. And he even reused one of the oldest jokes that I can ever remember. And it's still funny to this day. Cause the little kid was like, are you, uh, 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 and supposedly I guess it's Anne Frank yeah. uh, um, was like, go ahead, say it. She's like a, a Jew. She's like, bless you. And I was like, Oh my God, they really <laughs> used that joke. You know, Anne Frank is, was fake. Yeah, it turned out that the whole diary and everything was like, it doesn't match up to any kind of real world events. Was it written by Adolf himself then? I don't know. <laughs> you never know. Maybe it was written by uh, Waititi. Like, <laughs> <laughs> sent back in time. But yes, yeah, so if you guys haven't seen it, the trailer um, is in our show notes. And I'll probably end up watching this trailer a few more times. Maybe not tonight, but a few more times before it comes out. Because it's just funny. It does look hilarious. It looks great. Um, speaking of funny movies, um, one of... Um, one of up there in my top, you know, probably 100 movies of all time, which I have a lot of, I do have a lot yeah. of movies. Um, and I, I know your girlfriend loves this movie too. She does. Uh, Tank Girl movies. is supposedly being remade uh, with the uh, lead, no other than Margot Robbie herself. Yeah. I think she's kind of typecasting herself. I don't know. I don't I, know. She might be. Because yeah. Tank Girl is definitely the psychotic, yeah, uh, super fun woman that, you're like, she's scary to be around, but she's also fun to be around. <laughs> and Lori Petty was the original actress who played Tank Girl. And she, I mean, if you've I, read the comics at all, she not only looks it, she nailed it exactly yeah. how it is. And if you don't know what Tank Girl is, um, I guess a spoiler alert, it's about a girl with a tank. <laughs> no, that's that's honestly what a, it is. A tank she can control, but <laughs> yes. with whistles. With whistles. and yeah. um, Which gives the tank a little bit of its own kind of personality a little bit to yep. itself, yeah. And then some ninja kangaroo men, I guess. I I actually think that um, the first Tank Girl is totally a legit B-movie. Yes. But I think if they do well here, they can make it... They can make it actually a good a good movie that's still yeah. crazy. Like I'm thinking Fifth Element, right? Nobody would call Fifth Element a B movie. Yeah, uh, but it's crazy. It's like like beyond nuts. So I would like to see a Tank Girl that is beyond nuts, just like the source material. Yes, but legitimate so that the masses could enjoy it. 
Like, let me give you a quick rundown of the crazy elements that I can think of that are in here. So it's in a world where there's no more water. Yeah. There was a meteor that hit and all the water is gone. There's a very, very small percentage of water left and it's controlled by water and power, a company called water and power. Yeah. Um, the guy has made a way to uh, take water out of someone's body. Like he turns the blood into just filtered water. They, I mean, he, he turns them into like, like he dehydrates yeah. people to extract every possible bit of water. Yep. yep. And th- that scene was so, it's so good and so disgusting. Like he just takes a drink of the freshly brewed <laughs> blood water. That's just now filtered. Water. It's so, yeah. um, there's a tank that has uh, a personality. There's a girl who gets taken in by water and power. Um, a, you know, she was, a, a, I guess you could say a slave. Yeah. Um, to work in the sand mines. It's not even salt <laughs> mines. It's just sand. I don't know. Um, and then you have ninja flying kangaroo men um, who are supposed to be genetic splices of uh, different animals and humans. Yeah. Because uh, I know they're, they're real crazy. The I, think, well, yeah, I almost forgot. I think they're called the Reapers or the Reavers or. They, I and at first they think they're just like monsters. Yeah. They don't even know that they're like yeah. sentient. You find out they're all humans who have been crossbred with this other thing, which I would assume is a kangaroo because they're, they're very kangaroo like. Well, the whole thing is kind of set in Australia, right? Yeah. It seems yeah. Like, yeah. Except for one booger booger or booger booger was crossbred with a dog instead of a human, but it was the smartest dog. <laughs> And he makes sure that you know that book is my favorite character in that one. He's so great. But I mean, if they did all that, not only could it, could it be good, but now I'm curious as now that I'm saying Booga, like who, who would Hmm. play a really ridiculous smart, but not smart at all. Ninja flying kangaroo. (laughs) I I never thought I'd say that sentence. (laughs) I I don't know. I I do think they're going to struggle to fill in all the side characters with enough personality taika watiti is booga there we go I, 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 i've solved it for you he can do it now um if you haven't seen ten girl definitely go watch it i believe it's on uh amazon i saw I amazon just recently, prime is how we watched it i think the other day yeah and i i mean i own it but i'm not gonna lend it out to you guys so you brought it over and- <laughs> no i mean i'm not gonna lend it out to our listeners oh. you guys can watch it anytime time you want <laughs> um if i lend it out to our listeners i'll never get it back and then i'll just have to watch it on amazon prime you don't trust them <laughs> I know who some of our listeners are, and no, I don't. Yeah. One of them's Australian. <laughs> I don't trust the them. Shipping Australia. will kill you, anyways. <laughs> yeah. Just buy it. <laughs> um, okay, up next, I, I wish, I wish, I was joking about what this next uh, segment is, but Hasbro has come out with a new game, a new old game. It's Monopoly. So yeah, woo, okay, not surprised there. It's Monopoly. They have a, a thousand versions of Monopoly. But this one is Miss Monopoly. Yep, Miss Monopoly. So in this one, it's the first game where women make more. And that's what the tagline says on <laughs> it the game. Says it. it says it's the first game where women make more. And the rules are simple. It's Monopoly. But if you are a woman and you cross go, you get $240. And a man only gets $200. Yeah. I showed this to my girlfriend and she laughed hysterically. She's like, I am all for women's rights, but this is fucking ridiculous. I think it's just ridiculous. There's no <laughs> justification for it. Um, this is just going back to our pink razors and regular razors now. Like it doesn't matter. You don't need to. But I think it's a joke though. It's a real product. It's yes. a real product. 
but I think it's just meant to be kind of hilarious. <laughs> they have rideshare and stuff like that. So they've updated it to, I, it should be like Miss Sweden. Like it's like Sweden Monopoly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. It, it's a little bit weird. I can't imagine spending money on it personally, but I would play it if somebody brought it over and uh, someone's like, I mean, it's Monopoly. I love Monopoly. So I actually do love Monopoly. If you play it the right way, no house rules. Yeah. Play is the way is intended. You can't go use extra houses. Yep. <laughs> um, if you guys are interested in buying it, it is in the show notes. The link goes right to the Amazon page where not can, even an Amazon, uh, um, purchase link so not even a, a thing where we get money off of it so yeah just buy no. it. amazon never pays us even though i wish they would jeff bezos has plenty of money they totally would i <laughs> actually get paid uh from other things like other fans of me uh support me by buying stuff so but and we're gonna, that we're, link is not so well I was gonna say, we're, t- we're gonna talk about that in a second too <laughs> it's right. actually a, a, one of our other things um so final fantasy was shown off at uh, tokyo game show this weekend and normally I would have a whole bunch of news from Tokyo game show, but in just in my opinion, Tokyo game show was lame this year. There were some really cool events in, uh, in some games that I am excited to see and play, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't anything crazy. And I know, I know, I know everybody's been talking about death stranding and yes, there was gameplay 49 minutes worth of gameplay of death stranding, but I think I've just lost interest in it. I don't care anymore. The game is so weird and there's been so little said about it that I just, I've lost interest. I feel like from what I've seen, the control scheme is going to be frustrating to play. Yes. And that's, that's a killer for me. I just, I just Controls are a huge in any game. I feel like, like I, I don't like the 2d side scrolly, you know, jump like platform in the Metroidvania that you, um, I don't like those games, but Dead Cells was a game that's like that, but the controls are perfect. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, well, this game is just fun now because it's mechanically correct. That's, a, that's a, I mean, definitely platformers. It's vitally important that the controls work the way you feel like it. Otherwise, when you die, you feel like you've been cheated against. Yes. And that's why yeah. Mario was so successful in its first iteration. The controls were so good. Letting you control your, your jump after you jumped, you know, cause you can shift left to yep. right is vital to like fixing, uh, so much of the platform and experience. Uh, people keep saying there is a type of uh, not cause I know haptic feedback is the one that buzzes when you, mm-hmm. when something happens, there's a type of feedback, um, depending on literally, and depending on how hard you would push the button is how high Mario would jump. Sure. Yeah. And there was other camp companies saying that they were the first ones that ever done that. No, Mario was the first one that did that. They definitely They're, have it. I don't know timing wise. I'm not yeah. on the. Well, there was like PlayStation's mic. like, right, we're the first game to do. <laughs> like, no, Mario was done way before that. Yeah. Um, no. Okay. Wait. So, but I think Super Mario, um, and I and I'm not sure about terminology or definition, but Super Mario, they did not have pressure jumps. They had you jump length of time. Yeah. Whereas um, PlayStation and Xbox actually both have. Pressure sensitivity, um, pressure versus sensitivity length, which yeah. may have been what they're trying to say. Okay. And that would be that's one, fair. one of them won. Yeah. I don't know which one won as far as timing PlayStation. goes. PlayStation always wins. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's, uh, that, that's legit. 
I I mean, I, I kind of suck at that, like, kind of like, oh, half press to do this. Yeah, it's, or, it takes, uh, I'm okay with the half presses of buttons. Yeah. But when it comes to do a half circle or a quarter circle on the control, like the uh, D-pad, I always mess it up. I can only do it with the D-pad. I can't do it with the stick. I cannot do anything with the stick. If I'm playing a fighting game, I'm like, is there a D-pad? Yeah, because I'm going to suck at it. Yeah. <laughs> Even in like in Smash Bros, I'm like, I still need a D-pad. Because of the D-pad, you know down and you know right yes. or left. Whereas with the stick, it's like, is it pointed enough left? Is it <laughs> pointed enough down? Like, no, I like D-pads. Yes. And, yeah. Um, okay. So Final Fantasy was probably the biggest reveal of Tokyo Game Show. Uh, Final Fantasy VII, again. But this one had a much bigger trailer. Um, <clears throat> you are talking or you are listening to the self-proclaimed Final Fantasy expert of the world of uh, the world of the world. Um, and there was things in this trailer that have gotten me. I mean, I've already excited Final Fantasy seven remake has I've been excited for, for years now since it was first announced. Um, but this one has just made it even worse and I can't wait for it. Uh, it comes out. Oh, three, Oh, three twenty. So we're not that far away from it. No, it's, keep in fair. mind that this is not the entire game. <laughs> Which is what sucks. Yep. But yeah, it's not the entire game. There will hopefully be more. I guess they're doing a judgment test. If it does good, we'll make more. It is like, it's so important to Square that if it flops, they're they're not going to be able to do well with all the other remasters. And, yeah. and they want to make double the money off of all these storylines. Oh, yeah. And I'm first one in line for if Oh, we're, re- we're going to remake, not remaster, but remake Final Fantasy yeah. 8, Final Fantasy 9, Final Fantasy... I'm like, yes, yes, all of them, yes. Um, but in the trailer... I'd like to point out, if you haven't seen the trailer yet, uh, I think I put it in the show notes. I'm not sure. Um, I'm pretty sure I did. The um, The important things this time were Aerith is amazingly beautiful um, because of what she has to dress up as, which we'll get to in a second. Um, the Turks, they've showed the Turks. So Reno and Rude, okay. who are another organization. Avalanche, the organization that Cloud joins, those guys are all shown in this one. So you've seen the Avalanche group. You've seen the Turks um, and I believe president president Shinra. you also see which the entire game revolves around Shinra. Um, but the most important part of the game was there is a scene where cloud has to dress up as a girl. Yep. 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 And they showed parts of this scene. Uh, they didn't show the cloud specifically dressed up yet. Yeah. But if you've played Final Fantasy VII and you know what you had to do to to get the perfect pieces to make him the most attractive mm-hmm. woman, um, there's a bodybuilding game where you have to do like uh, the number of squats more than the other person. And there's actually a scene of Tifa and Cloud doing push-ups and squats <laughs> versus somebody else. And then they showed, um, I forgot what his name was off the top of my head now, but the mayor, the guy that's running the city yeah. that's looking for the hot women, they showed him too and his voice and everything. And people are just like, it's really happening because people were w- wondering, okay, are they really going to do the cross-dressing scene? Yeah, yeah, Is that yeah. going to be something they do? And they said, yes, we will. And they've done it and you, you can see it and it's just, Oh, it's so gorgeous. And that's where, <laughs> that's where the pretty version of Aerith comes in. I always thought Aerith was attractive anyways, but this is one who's, you know, in this version, she has all of her makeup on. She's yeah. wearing a very nice dress because you or cloud has to be one to be chosen by this guy to go down into the prison to then free Tifa from when she got captured. Yada, yada, yada. It goes on from there, but you're just trying to be the most attractive lady you can be. And cloud, if you do it right, cloud cloud wins. <laughs> it's nice. my favorite part. Um, but that's not all with Final Fantasy VII. 
Uh, they also announced that they will have a kind of traditional turn-based um, mode you can turn on. So you don't have to play it as the action RPG that it's intended to be. They're making another mode. So this other mode, the way it looks like it works is okay. it will it will constantly attack for you. So your regular attack will be something that always happens. Okay. Um, all the uh, the flourishing cool moves mm-hmm. and stuff you do, you will trigger those. So if you're casting a summon, if you're casting a spell, mm-hmm. if you're using an item, that's what you control. But the attacks just happen normally. And that's the closest I feel like they can get to a turn-based style I, in this I type of game. I vastly prefer the turn-based. Yes. To me, because so much of these type of games are cinematic experiences, I find it very jolting to switch between, oh, adrenaline pumping, like time-based action to, oh, I'm going to sit and watch for 15 minutes while Square tells me a story. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I like to I like to eat while I play Final Fantasy. I like to like sit on a couch and just relax. I don't want to lean forward and be like all about like, oh, am I going to miss timing on something yeah. or other? So yeah, yeah, yeah. just me personally. And um, Final Fantasy X was my absolute favorite Final Fantasy of all time. And one of the biggest reasons about that, other than the story, because I just love the story for it, was that was, I think, one of the first ones to show who's going next. Yeah. And your turn-based strategy. T- so it's like your your you know, party member number one, number two, monster, party member number three, you monster. And yep. you can see and you can plan accordingly. And even so much in that game, you can move them down the list a little bit. You can like if you hit an enemy with a specific attack, it moves them further down the list, delaying their attack. I actually, I, I really do. I, I did enjoy that version of the combat system because then it's not just combat and status effects. You literally have status effects that just move people further yeah. around, and I, I think it's a really cool meta combat thing, and I like it. Yeah, um, but from what I see and know of this game, it is going to be amazing. It looks absolutely amazing. Um, some other notable games. I, I don't want to leave TGS out completely, but some other noti- notable games. Um, obviously, Death Stranding. Um, because everybody's still talking about that game and how crazy and weird. I think one of the biggest things they showed off was face customization. And they were pulling on Norman Reedus's lips to stretch them out. It was just weird. Like this video that they showed is weird. Like you're you're messing with the face and all to yeah, try yeah. and get it the way you want it. I don't know, it's just weird. Um, Tales of Arise, a new Tales game is coming, and okay. uh, there's there's lots of Tales games. Um, there's a new One Piece game coming. Oh, uh, new yeah, new One Piece game, a new Sword Art Alakazation, uh, Gun Gale game. I don't even want to. Okay. I don't like Gun Gale. Um, Sword Art Online was a really cool anime yeah, until yeah. they got to where they shoot, where it turned into a shooting game instead yeah. of an RPG. That's mm-hmm. where I lost it. And that's what Gun Gale is. Okay. Um, and I mean, there's a few others, but on that note, there was another big one that apparently I had missed out on because I am not an Xbox owner. I will not say I hate Xbox. I always joke around that sure. I do. Yeah. Um, but Xbox does have one of the greatest RPGs on it of all time. And that's Fable. Yeah. Um, and I can't, I can't, I can't say that it's not like fable is an amazing game. And and that's a, I think it's a perfect example of how a, um, a closed garden exclusives is bad for gamers. Yes. 
I've, I've seen Fable played many hours. I had a friend who played it for, I never played it myself. So I don't know how much fun it is to make your own choices. And I get fun. It's so fun. But I think why, why Fable died is mostly because as an exclusive Xbox game, when Microsoft started pulling away from its dedication to it, right? Because Microsoft doesn't need Xbox to make money. No. Sony has so many, so many different areas they lose money on. Yep. PlayStation was their only profitable area until their movie division last year. So Sony needs PlayStation mm-hmm. to be successful. Microsoft is mega big. You literally, you're probably listening to something on us that Microsoft had a hand in somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. <laughs> so, right. So they just, they, they pulled away from Xbox and now they just don't even like, it's just not, it's there, but it's not a huge part of their business model. I also think it's just numbers, numbers in general. Like, yes, I, I'm a PS, I'm a Sony fanboy. I, that is obvious, sure, yeah. but I mean, Sony has sold a hundred million units and Xbox is not even close to that. But, that's just a, now that's one fraction less of people who can play this game. But that's because the previous CEO, when they were choosing how much money they were going to invest in the hardware of the Xbox, they were like, oh, no, you know, let's just actually make it a, a high end Roku. And then they're surprised that they didn't sell that many. And they said, you know what? Let's make sure that every single game is also released for PC. Yes. Well, if I don't have to buy an Xbox to why play games you? on my PC, then why would I? Yep. Done. Good enough. But anyway, Castle Crashers Remastered, which is amazing because I loved Cra- Castle Crashers. I've never played it, but I am excited to. It. Now this game, this is in the line of the old like Simpsons side-scrolling arcade games with the four people where you just like fight different Simpsons, monsters. Simpsons, Double Dragon, Golden Axe. Double Dragon, I'm going Double way Dragon back. is the original. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm pretty sure that's the first one. <laughs> Golden Axe, maybe it's either Double Dragon or Battletoads. I, I think they come out around. They came out around the same maybe. time, but yeah, it's one of those. Uh, Golden Axe is back there too. I love Golden Axe. I, yeah, I wish I, to see that game come back. That'd be awesome. Um, so this game is a side-scrolling game where you have four different people. You can choose different classes as you're playing through. You unlock different classes. You unlock different weapons. You unlock different like uh, armor upgrades. So you you play through this game many 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 times. Are you saying it's a roguelike? It, <laughs> It is Ish. like a roguelike without the um, permadeath. So, but if you, everything else of a roguelike except yeah. permadeath. But if, so if you die in this game, you just start where you were? I I don't know. Because if not, then that that's exactly a roguelike. You start, if you start over, that's what it is. I don't remember. To be honest, I, it's been a, it's been I haven't played it, so I don't know. But uh, upgradable stuff, armor and yeah. items, unlockables, all that stuff is big draw to me because I love all games yeah. that do that. And, and then it, the art style is also something else I noticed because I watched, I haven't seen anything about it. I watched the trailer just before we started and it looks, it just looks like a it's so, hilarious it's game. It's so hilarious. This There's is, a corn on the cob bad guy who's popping corn off of him. I yes, <laughs> there is guys. It's think South park, think munchkin, think just totally wacky potty humor, kind of weird stuff. There's um, yeah, there's totally just all the like, like, you know, elementary school joke humor in this game. It's, it's hilarious. It's really, really good. Castle crashes is coming soon. Uh, I think it was September 22nd. I think I saw, I think all platforms are getting it. uh, (laughs) I put, it's coming to PlayStation and Rich is like, it's also coming to switch. I'm like, it's coming to PlayStation. (laughs) I'll probably get it on PlayStation. I have both, but you play with me too. Then if I get it, we can play remote. 
Um, that's all the news we have today. Um, so the little thing I thought we'd talk about that'd be fun is you and I both have another thing that we do other than work yeah. and this podcast, we do other things. You do far more than I do. I tend to watch movies again and again and, and again, or yeah. play games. Um, you actually, play a lot more games than I do. Uh, yeah, you I, can I, give me crap about games as much as I give you crap about not seeing <laughs> yeah. shows. It's, it's, I it's do fair. play games. Uh, oh, actually, speaking of games, before we get into that, I, we did miss one. Borderlands. I said we had <laughs> Borderlands news. Um, it did come out um, last week as of the time of recording. So it's been out for th- three days now. Yeah. And I've played it for as much as I could. I've been so busy this weekend. Uh, so I think I have about maybe 10 hours in it through the entire span of the weekend. And it's so good. It is everything I was thinking of. The only issue I've had with it so far was my, I think it's my own problem. Uh, My latency for me playing online with somebody was really low, but I think that was just having a bad internet day. Um, So it did make it hard. Um, I have to retrain myself on aiming in this game. I'm not as good as I thought I was. So in Borderlands 2, the AI was kind of dumb. They would just kind of let you stand there and shoot at them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, headshots, crits, and all that stuff. These guys do not let you do that in Borderlands 3. If you shoot at them, they move. And they will get the hell out of the way. They will hide behind cover. They will find something. They yeah. won't let you just shoot at them. And so you you have to aim out of, like, Tomb Raider or... Uh... It's the same It's the same aiming as Borderlands 2 was. You just I've never have played to... any of the Borderlands oh, okay. games. Well, it's, just, it's the same aiming as Borderlands 2 is. You just have to be faster. Okay. So it's just like any first person shooter. When you, like, okay. Yeah. Um, you'd have to do that. Uh, the, the, I'm really bad on a controller. I am totally a mouse and keyboard person. Yeah. And it, it works both ways in this one. Uh, you, I think you can play it on anything and be fine. Yeah. Um, but just because of, uh, it's not just about guns. Borderlands three or Borderlands has always been about other powers that you get mm-hmm. to. And boy, oh boy, do they go crazy on this one. So, the talent tree in Borderlands 2 was you get to pick three, um, one of three tiers to go down. Yep. Uh, this one lets you, it's the same type of tier setup, but um, you can choose a different ultimate ability based on which and tier now, you are. Are you always the same person or do you choose different characters? You can choose one of four characters. Okay, one of four characters. And do they all have the same three paths? Or is no, it- every character is different. That's why the character is important. So there's 12 different paths. No. Okay. There's even more. Okay. So you basically pick the path on the playstyle you want. And the playstyle you want, you usually choose based on the character's ultimate ability. Okay. Um, each character has three different ultimate abilities based on the tree you go down now. Okay. It used to be that they had just one and you could augment that. But now you have three different ones. And then you can also augment those abilities further down the tree. Okay. So I, um, I'm playing as Flack right now, who is the sniper who has beasts at his command. Mm-hmm. So I can send down birds that come down. Yeah. Uh, that's the ultimate ability. He sends down birds. They go seek bad guys out, and then they blow up. Um, the augment I have now lets me do ice damage with it. Mm-hmm. So instead of this exploding, now they're frozen in place. And Flack is a sniper class. So now that they're frozen in place, I can shoot them in the head. Okay. And it makes it a lot easier. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's super cool. And um, he also has a beast at his side at all times that you can send out and mm-hmm. they will shoot him while you shoot at the bad guys. Okay. So it's cool. You have Zane who can, he just goes crazy. He has gadgets that he can duplicate himself. He can put down shields and all kinds of stuff. 
Uh, Mose is like diva. Okay. She calls down a mech. She basically kind of has the same, uh, same alt on all three mm-hmm. trees, but they're vastly different. Like the one, one tree you can equip exploding rockets to it. And another tree, it'll put a century out and that'll stay out while you go do something like it's still kind of different, but it's the same. All flack is very different. Flack has, you can come down the racks, but they're called the birds, or you can go invisible, which is a completely different ultimate. Okay. All in itself and all that stuff. Um, so that's the good. Okay. Um, the, the bad I've had is like I said, the latency, Okay. I've had an issue with, and apparently I'm hearing from a lot of people. A lot of people are excited about uh, couch co-op because this is another game finally doing it again yep, yep. and it's not doing so well. Okay. Uh, there's latency issues. There's aiming issues. There's uh, hardware issues in general. Um, for now, 2k yeah. has already said that we know there's an issue. We're fixing it. So 2k is coming out now. Okay. Uh, if you're a couch co-op player, I suggest you wait for a little bit. Yeah. Um, also I'm finding, I love playing with my friends. I'm having more fun playing by myself and I hope that's not, you know, my friends get mad at me, but the game, I get way into the story for this one. I want to know everything that's going on. And when I'm playing, uh, my friends are talking, not that they're trying to talk over my game because they can't hear it. Yeah. You know? Um, so it's, it's hard sometimes if you want to play the story, play through the game once. That's, but that's every multiplayer game that has story. Yes. Right. Because typical MMOs, you're like, you have one person who wants to read the story and everyone else is like, please click through it. Which is why this game, Borderlands specifically has, you can beat the entire game by yeah. yourself. Yeah. No problem. So I suggest if you are interested in the story, do that first, yeah. then go online. It's and, just polite. Yeah. And then they've also, they've also added in a couple of things that the other um, one didn't have. Um, they've also, they've added in, I don't even remember how to pronounce it. They have two different modes of loot when you're playing as multiplayer. You have cooperative loot, which when a bad guy falls, you each get your own instance of loot. Mm-hmm. And then they called it com- co-op, co-optively or something. It's like they made up a word where it's cooperative competitive. Okay. So you're playing together, but the loot that drops is shared by everybody mm-hmm. and it's first come, first serve. Oh, so I, I don't like that. You can choose which one to turn on, which is cool. Yeah. So you don't have to play like that. You can play the other way. I, I actually like competitive where um, you're trying to like score better than the other people, yeah. kill more things than the other people. I like that where maybe your choice is like whoever got the, the kill shot or something like they get to choose first. Maybe. Yeah. I don't want first, first to grab it. I don't know. Because just, yeah, you just, everything is stolen that yeah. way. I've always I want had, you to earn it. I've had people steal all of the good stuff. Yeah. And I was like, damn it. Um, and then they've also added in, it's kind of like a horde mode. Which I'm only, like I said, I'm only less than 10 hours into the game and I can play the horde mode right now. I, so it's, I don't think it's an unlockable thing you have to wait to do. I can just, oh, I want to kill a bunch of bad guys and just waste my time. I mean, you're not wasting your time because you get to keep stuff, but yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I just want to shoot things. You can do that. Okay. And then I think there's some form of boss rush where you're just killing bosses over and over again, trying to get like legendary drops. But the funniest thing to come out of this so far was there's a gun that shoots guns it's called the gun gun that is that is the and, name and what does the gun gun do for yourself i okay so explain it to so people understand because i okay so did for the me. gun gun shoots out guns yeah um it has a chance of dropping anything from an uncommon to a legendary weapon yeah it shoots out 10 guns at a cost that's where it comes in yeah um you have money in the game 
you also have a separate currency called Iridium. Iridium is very rare. It drops not as much as you'd like. There is ways to go build up your Iridium fast. If that's what you got to do. You got to target yeah. that. That's what yeah, you're yeah. doing for that. Um, every shot takes 10 Iridium. Okay. So it takes your special currency to shoot it out. Great. But it, it shoots out guns for everybody to pick up. But would you would you always do it out of combat? Yes. Because it doesn't do any damage. It just drops guns. Yeah. But like I said, there's chances that legendaries come out of it. So you might get an accidentally better gun from okay. the gun gun. And there's also another gun that has legs and runs around and shoots. Okay. So it's like a sentry almost. Like it yeah, walks yeah. around and does its own thing. Um, I don't know how far into the game you have to get to get this one, but I have a gun called the butt plug. I don't know if it's just something you pick up you know, pretty early, yep. but it, it's funny because it's got a, like a mini, what do you call it? Bayonet on it. Like a, a, a tiny knife attached yeah, yeah. to the thing. Yeah. And if you stab them in the back or the butt um, with the melee part, you do yeah. like three times more damage. Okay. So it's pretty fun. Like you actually have to do it from behind and you have to stab them. So they call it the butt plug. But yeah, the, the guns in this one are so good. And then the most important thing, honestly, um, is the story. Um, okay. I'm only, like I said, repeatedly 10 hours in. And the story has already frustrated me so much in the good way. Yeah. Yeah. Where you're like, why did this happen? There's no way. And so does the story change depending on who you choose to no. play? No. Okay. Nope. So the story is going to be the same. Uh, that's the good and the bad. The story yeah. is the same all the time. Even when you go through the events, difficulty modes, it's still the same. Uh, DLC is always going to be, you know, you'll get DLC all the time. Yeah. And then of course you have the other modes you can play as. So all in all, very good game. Just have good internet and wait if you're playing couch co-op. That's all I suggest. It's, it's probably really busy now in general. Even yeah, if you have really is. good internet, it, maybe you'll have latency because yeah, everybody's playing the game right now. Yeah, like yeah. I've seen uh, people I haven't seen online and my PlayStation friends in like three months that are playing it now. And um, it's, it's cool. You know, it's like everybody's playing the, the only unfortunate part, if you're not familiar with borderlands is yeah. if you are playing multiplayer, you cannot play the same class as somebody else. So that's what's interesting. If okay. I'm playing Flack and you want yep. to play multiplayer with me, you cannot also play Flack. You have to pick one is of the one three person others. the host and I think one person's okay. yeah, one person is the host cuz whoever the host is if they leave everybody else drops. Yeah. Which okay. is funny because it's an exploit they have yet to fix since Borderlands 2, which has been out for years now. Yeah. The exploit is if you're the host or, or you, you know, you're whatever you join, mm -hmm. you drop a gun, you pick up the gun mm -hmm. and the host leaves the, the game registers that the host lost its connection and gives everything back. But the game also reads that you've picked up the gun and you yeah. own it now. So you're duplicating a gun. Sure. That duplicate gun thing is still not fixed. And I don't know if they ever will fix it. That's like way back. Uh, did you ever play the gold box games? I think so. Yeah. 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 You could, individually load characters from save profiles. And so the, the trick would be to load a character, take all the equipment out of that character, give it to your other characters, then kick that character out of your party and then load a character back from the save profile. It's, it's super, it's, it's just like that. Yeah. yeah. It's about the same thing. And I don't know. It's, it's really a problem. You're just trying to have fun, right? Like yeah. if you're, if you're fighting each other, you'd be angry that 
that the enemy team had all legendaries yeah. and you'd be like, well, we could have legendaries too if we cheated. The important part to note is a lot of legendaries are level level restricted. So mm-hmm. yeah, you get a cool super legendary gun, but you can't use it to level 55. Yeah, inventory so slots. You but, still have, yep, and you have inventory yeah. slots that can fill up quick. Actually, it's... Um, if you're a new Borderlands player, the first thing you have options to upgrade any one of your guns, ammo capacity, yeah. uh, your bank, bank slots and your backpack slots. Mm-hmm. And the first thing everybody suggests to do is backpack slots. The more you can carry, the more you can sell, yeah. the more guns you get. So that's my rundown on Borderlands three. It's good. Go play it. I love it. There's nothing bad with it. There you go. Um, so the last thing we had was, me and Rich have uh, side, side, side projects. Yeah. Uh, I think mine's just a side, side project, and yours is three or four sides. <laughs> I've been trying to, to step back from a lot of them, though. Um, uh, but I still do a lot of them. Yeah. So we have two YouTube channels. Um, I will be honest, I am not as active on mine as I'd like to be. Yeah. I feel like you are also doing a lot more. Um, but we did want to just talk about our YouTube channels. I don't know if it's... And interesting. Sure. I mean, let's just go down the yeah. road, and people can um, find us. And if, you, if you're, we'll pause it right here. If you're, if you're just here for the news, that's it for the news. And if you want to leave, we're perfectly fine with that. Yeah. The next ten or twenty minutes is just going to be talking about us, and possibly if you want to come see our stupid faces do stupid things. And- and maybe, you know, what I'd really love is I'd love that if you if you hear about something, maybe you came from one of those things yeah. and you miss it, let us know. Because the lack of feedback is what sometimes makes us not um, produce content for something as much yeah. as we you If know, there's might. something you liked, there's something you hate, if you tell us, I, we will be glad to fix any of yeah. it. Even in the podcast, if you don't like this little part where we interview each other or if you don't like our interviews, you let us know. We can fix it. We'll, yeah. we'll make it. We'll make it for you. Uh, okay. So what is your channel's name? So my YouTube channel, YouTube, right? Yeah. Yeah. My well, YouTube. <laughs> I was gonna say you have several, so <laughs> we're well, focusing on our food one right um, now. Yeah. Oh, the food one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Late, <laughs> late night cravings. Um, to be fair, I feel like it's more of a Facebook and Instagram account. I feel like that's what mine YouTube is too. At this point. Yeah. Um, and that's because the type of content that, people are interested in in different platforms are different and um and i have not i've only recently started creating youtube content for youtube and before i was just creating content that i happened to put on youtube and then been surprised why it didn't do well or whatever yeah so your what's so what's your other your your main channel would you say main channel that where um i mean it's it's where most people know me is gray wizard gaming Um, that's because he's an old guy that's, that's, that's <laughs> exactly why. Um, so yeah, I've been doing since that's my first, uh, my first channel. It wasn't the original name, but my first channel was Gray Wizard Gaming, and I've been doing that for two and a half years now. Um, I do content every uh, every single Tuesday. Period. Every single Tuesday, there will be a new video. And um, when I said before about comments and stuff, I get comments all the time. I know James has seen some of the, like the different feedback I get. And that really keeps me like coming back. I am just like that. It only takes one person. And I feel like a lot of people are like that in the world. It only takes one person to be like, Hey, that was super cool. Do more of that. And then you're just like, Oh, I'm going to do that all the time. All the time. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah. And man, my, my new videos for, for gray wizard gaming, they're so 
YouTube. They're, they're, they're YouTube. I'm it's like, super funny because, um, so your Great Wizard Gaming channel is based on like gaming. Yeah. It's board games, board not, games. not video Very games. Very specifically board games. Board games. Yeah. Uh, and you started off doing Cthulhu War stuff. Yeah. And what I find funny now is we play Cthulhu Wars every now and then. Yeah. Uh, my girlfriend is new to it. Uh, a couple other people that yeah. have come and gone are new to it. And you're like, here's an intro video to how to play this race. Oh, by the way, I made the video. Yeah, made it's the video. me. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, an, it's a introduction to this faction, but you've made it. And the next time that I put one of those up, you will see night and day difference because now I'm, I thought it was kind of compromising my personal artistic values, but now I just, I actually like them. I, I, I was like, you know what? I'm going to change. I'm going to do it the way that YouTube kind of expects things to be. And I just love it. It's really, really good. My late night cravings. Um, I still put up videos every couple of weeks. Yeah. It's just not as often. Just not as often, but, um, I have about 15 videos recorded that I think will never go up. <laughs> And, and actually for, for yours too, um, we have, we have several, I think that we haven't ever put up and I just don't feel proud of the quality. No. And I just feel at this point that if people keeps, I don't want them to associate our lack of taking the production. We took the food serious. Yeah. Totally took the food serious and it was a good time and Uh it's enjoyable. Everything I love about the food that made me want to do food we like, I, I feel good about it, but the content and the way we recorded it was not the way the internet like likes to digest this yeah. stuff. And me and you both, basically we met and started doing stuff yeah. with food. That's how we started doing things. And we've kind of separated and it's, it's, it's interesting because people are like, well, how are you still friends if you're doing different, you know, YouTube channel? Like we, that's, we're friends. That's just how you work with your friends. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're, we're vastly different too. I would say my channel is now more about, I'm doing really unusual foods, uh, low production quality. I'm not putting any production quality yeah. in it, but it's my honest to God reaction to whatever I'm eating. Yeah. It's not like, uh, you know, some overblown thing or I'm, you know, I'm producing something I am getting on today. I, or oh yeah, but yeah, today I tried spicy uh, watermelon, vitamin water and some awful Skittles, <laughs> some awful Skittles, which pisses me off because these Skittles are really good, but they're bad. The zombie Skittles, zombie Skittles. Yeah. There's a, like a roulette chance of getting a bad Skittle that tastes rotten and it's just so bad, but the, the flavors are good until and, you get a rotten and one. So Worse than Bernie Bot's every t- flavor beans. It's up there. It's up there. It's up there. Up there. Okay. And you know, there's some really bad Bernie Bot's beans. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, but your channel is more often like, you know, well, much higher production quality. Well, you know, it it was, but actually lately, I just really feel like I'm becoming more of a food blogger. Okay. So I'm really trying to put a lot of work into what I'm writing about the food. Yeah. Because for me... It's finding the best food. So we're, you know, being late night cravings. These should be foods that you crave. Yep. So and, you and crave me, food and then I'm just on my couch eating weird shit all the time. Yeah. And <laughs> actually, and, and you have some, some topics that I think your answers will be very different than mine. Yeah. Uh, because I come at this from a totally different perspective, I think. So we wrote some questions, I guess, for each other, I guess. So... Why did you start eating weird things? And I, um, you know, for me, 
because I'm a super taster. Mm-hmm. So, and for people who are at home, the, the super quick TLDR is if you are a super taster, certain foods taste really, really bad. And when I say bad, I mean, um, there is really no difference between cilantro and dish soap to me. <laughs> they taste the same. That's what they taste like. And some super tasters enjoy the taste of dish soap. They literally, they literally, do. They, they literally say, yes, it tastes like dish soap, but I like it. I taste it and I think it tastes like dish soap and I'm like, I don't like it. Yeah. And I grew up as a kid um, living on a farm for a couple of years and just living in these experiences that kids were expected just to eat their food or not eat at all. And that was a huge mistake. The moment my mom gave me the choice of not eating at all, I was like, I'd rather starve. <laughs> Literally, I'd rather I'd be like, I'll just go home. I'll just go to my bed hungry yep. than eat dish soap. Yeah. But she couldn't understand that because she was a smoker. Actually, I think she's a super taster too. Yeah. But she was a heavy, heavy smoker. And so she just couldn't taste that stuff anymore. Um, and so I hated food in general. Like I was just like, you know, I was that kid dying of French fries and, uh, mm-hmm. and meat every day. Because to me, I wanted to be safe. Because anything I ate might be just horrible slap to the face, dish soap in my mouth. But as I grew older, I started um, I started wanting to branch out. And I wanted to get over this fear because I just had this fear that anything I ate might be the worst thing in my life. And I, I eventually reached this point where I just said, you know what, even if it's really, really bad... There's nothing bad about eating something really, really bad. Yeah. You still live. You still Unless live. Unless the food itself is like rotten or spoiled. Yeah. Then you might have an issue with that. And so but- I, for me, it was just overcoming this phobia. Literally like a phobia. Like, yeah. I mean, like people are afraid of heights, snakes, bugs, spiders. And for me, I have a phobia of mayo. And when I finally reach the highest level of overcoming this phobia then I will no longer be afraid, deathly afraid people of mayo. <laughs> it's the most disgusting thing in the world. I don't understand you people. Um, mayo is delicious. When I get chicken sandwiches from Burger King, I get no lettuce uh, and extra mayo. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gagging. I like, it's like vomiting in my mouth a little bit. So for me, it's kind of almost the same story, but slightly different. Um, I was a picky eater growing up. Okay. Uh, very, very, very picky. Like I it would eat French style, uh, French style cut green beans, macaroni mm-hmm. and cheese and chicken nuggets. And those are like the three things I that I would French eat. French style cut, cut green beans. They were good. It was so weird. It came from the can. It's just one of those things you grow it's up eating. It's not where they're good. Uh, no, but, it's, but normal the, green beans aren't. And yeah. I don't know why normal green beans are not good in French style <laughs> cut. If I just cut them differently, they taste better. It's not true. They're, they're, they're different. I, they're, they're, they are. I don't know why. Uh, there is a different type of green bean that French yeah. style cut is that they're called after. I forgot what they're called now. When I was in cooking school. Yeah, they, my girlfriend and I uh, both like the French cut green beans <laughs> out um, of the can. But I was super picky growing up. And uh, something my mom said, um, she said it to me all the time. But it's just one of those overnight things, like a light switch, like, oh, you know, maybe she's right. Because when you're a teenager or you're a kid and you're like, I don't want to listen to my parents. They don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, Yeah, they do. Uh, So overnight, one night, it was, my mom kept telling me, how do you know something's not good if you don't try it? 
Sure. And that was basically the, the motto for the rest of what I did for a lot of things. Um, so there was at one point, I think, um, tomatoes, I got to tomatoes for the longest time. I knew I hated tomatoes and my mom hates tomatoes. Yeah. But then my dad was like, they're, they're divorced. So I, when I, I, you know, I see them separately. Uh, my dad would be like, well, your mom doesn't like tomatoes, but do you? And I'm like, no, I don't like tomatoes. How do you know? When's the last time you've had them? I was like, I don't even know. I just know I don't like them. And I, I, when he asked me that, I honestly couldn't remember the last time mm-hmm. I had a tomato. Mm-hmm. So I tried it and I was like, I'm wrong. Like these aren't bad. And that opened up like a whole new, like, okay, maybe I'm wrong on some of these things. Yeah. Um, tomatoes, it turns out I'm actually allergic to. So <laughs> that was kind of a deathly thing. Um, it's only raw tomatoes, ketchup, tomato soup, stuff like that. I'm there, fine. There is something when you cook them, it breaks an enzyme down, I yeah. think. Um, that's, that's interesting. I mean, I definitely think like I dislike tomatoes. Um, and I think it's a very childish thing to say, I don't like tomatoes. So I won't like tomatoes. Yes. Whereas I say now after, because many things have changed. So I, I, I acknowledge as an adult, I don't like tomatoes. I might like tomatoes. In the future. Yeah. It might happen. I, I feel like that with some things with coffee. I don't think it'll ever be. <laughs> yeah. I have not liked coffee my entire life and I have tried coffee on multiple occasions and I still don't like it. Uh, it's one of the things that we torture each other with. Like, I'm going to yeah. bring you circus peanuts, but you're going to give me coffee. So it's even. <laughs> but no, it's, not the, it's not the same. <laughs> you know, you're like, I fucking hate circus peanuts. Millions of people hate circus peanuts. <laughs> I love circus peanuts. <laughs> Lots of people like coffee. I don't actually like coffee, but, um, but it's okay. As a dessert, I, I like coffee as a dessert. Well, and this is something I learned. So that was my, my biggest thing um, was, okay, so... I'm going to start trying new things, yeah. new foods in particular, because mm-hmm. that's the easiest way to branch out is trying new foods. Uh, for me, the easiest way to branch out after that was go to cooking school and learn how to do these new foods, like learn how to make them and do all this other stuff. So after I got out of the military, I went to cooking school. I learned other stuff. And it's funny you brought that up because I hate coffee. Yeah. I absolutely hate it. I do know with 100% certainty, if you put coffee and chocolate at a 50-50 ratio, mm-hmm. the chocolate will taste better all the time. All the time. All the time. Yeah. And you will never taste the coffee. Uh, Most of the time. I don't know the exact ratio, but there's a, <laughs> there's a ratio where coffee improves chocolate. Um, chocolate. And yeah. I hate coffee. I love chocolate. I have yep. one of the biggest sweet tooths, sweet teeth, sweet tooths <laughs> out of any of my friends that I know. Other people of. have sweet tooths. Yeah. You have sweet teeth. I have sweet teeth. Yeah. Uh, I will eat like Oreos and, and stuff constantly, nonstop. I've had to actually, I'm, I've changed my diet drastically in the last three weeks too. Yeah. Cause, um, Looking at yourself getting fat, you're like, I, I need to fix something. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, so, of the things you and I started off doing a lot, and, of- and we're similar in that way, yeah. by the way, because um, I started teaching myself cooking as a kid because I was given a choice. If you don't like it, then you make it you yourself. Cook it. Yeah, and so I just started cooking, and then. That's, that's one of those things that kind of backfire, but not in a bad way. But not well, in a bad if, way. If you don't like it, make it yourself. Okay, I will. Well, shit. All right. And uh, I, well, I literally took a chicken okay. breast and I was like, okay, this is my side area <laughs> where I'm cooking my chicken breast. And yeah. <laughs> uh, so we started off for about a year, I would say. Yeah. Um, we would just eat random foods together yeah. uh, on stream and on YouTube videos. Um, and we've done a lot. Yeah. So primarily, 
gross out yeah. foods, so I think. That's what that's the next question. So of those, what was the worst thing? Duck eggs. I knew you were gonna say duck eggs. Those, those duck eggs were... So oh, let me point it out. Duck eggs in general are not bad. Uh, I don't these, know anymore. <laughs> these duck eggs we had. I love were, duck. Duck um, is my favorite food meat on the planet. Yeah. Uh, these eggs were different though. These were shelf stable, uh, hard boiled eggs, hard boiled eggs that you don't have to cook. You can pull them right off the shelf and you can eat them and they're preserved for who knows how long they're not the thousand year preserved duck eggs, but they sure as hell feel like it because the thousand year duck eggs are black, which is also scary in itself. Those, so those, uh, if, if you're talking about century eggs, yeah. Century eggs are covered in potash, I think. Um, and so that turns them black and they yeah. get the, like this gray greenish kind of color. <laughs> it's so foul. That is real bad. Yeah. We have not done it. Yes. So I would have put that on my list as number one <laughs> if we had done it because that is just gross. Yeah. However, um, I think these shelf stable duck eggs are, uh, they don't ever turn colors. They might be older. Yeah. Because century eggs are actually like six months or something yeah. like that. These might be older, but it's salt. Yes. And these things were extremely salty. The yolk was somewhere in the middle of being liquid and not. Oh, that, that orange, <laughs> that orange, that very neon orange <laughs> goo that kind of leaked out of the yolk. <laughs> I'm still nightmares so, about it. Yeah, man, that was that, that icker. Um, I would say duck eggs was one of my worst too, but it's still pretty close to uh, durian. And I've tried several different brands of durian and every time it feels like a trash fire in my mouth. Well, And we never did um, durian itself. Fresh fruit. Yeah. We only did durian flavored, flavored. Yeah. Crap. Um, yeah. That's, that's interesting. I mean, durian to me, I have changed several garbage disposals in my life and there's this black slime (laughs) in the inside of the garbage disposal that if you get any on your hands or if you like disturb it as you're like scraping it out, it gives off this foul sewage stench. Very similar to like, if you've ever been somewhere like maybe a gym where the sewage system backed up, that's what it smells like. And that's what durian tasted like. Um, it is bad, but for some reason, the durian doesn't terrify me the way that the, the, <laughs> the duck, duck eggs do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so of the things that we've eaten, I would say, uh, what was the best, but I have, I have two answers for this one, but I don't know if you do, but what was the best thing that you've the tried? Best weird thing? Yeah. Um, oh, well, it doesn't necessarily have to be, what was the thing that you didn't expect out of the things we eat to be good? That was actually good. You know, man, I, I actually, um, I actually want to eat another Pocky's, uh, uh, one chip challenge. Oh yeah. So you don't die this time. (laughs) I just, I crave it. I actually, I crave it. You, there was an unfortunate incident you had when we were filming it. Uh, I don't know if a crumb went down the wrong pipe or something, but you started, uh, yeah. Something happened where you were caught. It wasn't just a normal, like, Oh, this is hot. Like, I think something went down wrong. A a crumb Uh, got stuck in my throat (laughs) and I was trying not to like, Die. <laughs> Die. Um, yeah. Um, but I still crave it. Uh, that was a good experience. The, yeah. the flavor was good. Man, I love Carolina Reaper. Yeah. It's one of the best flavored um, hot peppers. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so two for me was the tough gummies. 
I always have to bring those up. You do love those tough gummies. Uh, those tough gummies were amazing. They were good. I just didn't think they were that weird. Uh, yeah, I don't know if they were called that weird. Yeah. Uh, so that's why I, I did have a second answer. Yeah. Ants. Oh, man. I, you know what I haven't done with ants yet? Is I legitimately, because I, I really think it tastes like lime-flavored crushed red pepper. Instead of spicy crushed red pepper, it's lime crushed red pepper. Yeah. And I really want to throw it in just regular food. It's just so expensive. It is, which For is no so, reason. so weird. <laughs> of all the things that you think would be cheap, like crickets and ants, like that should be easy to come by. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, ants were definitely surprising. Um, I thought they were going to be ho- awful and turns out they were I have several times just eaten some just because <laughs> I like them. Yeah, they're good. Um, and I'm, I wish we were saying that we were joking on this, but no, ants are actually tasty. They were actually good. Um, what was your, I have on here, what was your white whale of weird? Like what would your, the biggest thing that you want to try that is at the top of your list that we, we, you or I, or haven't gotten to yet? Well, I mean, I know I, I want to do And so I, I really, I want to set a date soon. Actually, I want to have us eat the end. Oh God. Now that's only 6 million Scovilles. It's not. Okay. Yeah. So it's not the hottest, but it's there. Well, it's the it, hottest hot sauce. There is, well, yeah, because it is a hot sauce. There's only one thing I know of in existence that's hotter than that, and that's capsaicin itself, crystallized yeah. capsaicin. Yeah, like. which if we do death nut, which now that apparently we have two packages of death nut 2.0, <laughs> right? You have 2.0, right? Not 1.0? I think, but again, I'm uh, the, the thing with mine was someone else gave me this as a try it yourself thing. But they thing, didn't eat any. But they ate two of the, the, the first two parts. They didn't eat the death nut itself, but the first two parts are gone. They ate all of the first yes. two parts? Oh, see, so, so I have the yeah. unopened package. Yeah. So we have enough. We could invite somebody. They just wouldn't be able to experience um, all of all of the challenges. Maybe there might. I think there's four per at least. Yeah, so we could have three people. Yeah. And we could, we could do a death nut soon. Um, but I want to do the end. I really do want it because I have the shirt and I refuse to wear the shirt until, until, yeah, until you've done it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. The end scares me. Um, we've done several, several hot sauce challenges and hot sauce foods on our yeah. specific channels. Some that didn't even I get don't know published. It's weird though. That's what, that's like, um, it's, it's really just very, very hot. It, it could be weird. Why would somebody put themselves through torture? That's weird. Some people it's weird to yeah. me. I, I literally think about the endorphins yep. and it's just not that weird. The you're bugs, like, you're not dying, but you feel like you are. The bugs are weird. Seeing you eat the, <laughs> the water um, scorpion, the water scorpion. <laughs> guys, this is like a three inch bug. This is a very big bug. I have no problem eating bugs, but that was so big. <laughs> that was the crowning achievement of my bug eating yeah, career I mean, so far. Like, you should not be able to take bites out of a bug. It should not be so big. You can take bites out of it. Oh, uh, it's so crunchy too. <laughs> that, that's my big problem with most of them. So I'm I'm gonna regret saying this one. Okay, and I know I know, but Sermstroming is at the top of my I, okay. white whale of weird. So I thought about it, and I intentionally did not say it. <laughs> someone's gonna fucking do it sometime. Yeah, <laughs> someone's gonna. Be like, you said you wanted to try this, right? I'm like, fuck. And and my and this is so I have a rule, guys. Um, and this is this is because I'm a bad person, <laughs> but. Um, I am willing to do certain things for my Grey Wizard Gaming because I'm a YouTube partner. And so I feel like people earn the right for me to do crazier things because I make money off of the channel. I am not willing to do surf drumming <laughs> or durian fruit 
if I'm not a YouTube partner yeah. or some sort of, you know, paid thing, <laughs> I will totally torture myself for you guys. But, um, <laughs> I need the money first. But I need some money. Like <laughs> I, I need some compensation for what I'm going through. I, I'm a cheap whore. Like you give me 30 cents worth of, of YouTube ads and I will do a heck of a lot for you. I've also thought about this other one too, where, um, my, my, Die, digestive tract and system is finally getting back to on normal because I okay. started prescription medication. Mm. I have apparently really bad acid reflux disease. Okay. And the prescription medication is helping. Um, but one of the other challenges I wanted to try, which I'm afraid to try now because yeah. I'm finally good again, is the five pound gummy bear challenge, sugarless gummy bear challenge. Because you want lots of diarrhea? That's why I'm terrified of it. I just want to see if I can do it, but. Again, I cannot eat five pounds of food, so I don't even know why I would think about trying that. So my work, um, so I've been doing this kind of stuff for actually for long before YouTube. Um, we had a, a variety of challenges. It started with ghost peppers, which we used to think was hot. <laughs> You're like, uh, oh, that's cute now. <laughs> now yeah. Uh, so I had a burger over the over the weekend, and as a food blogger, like I posted about yep. it. Um, but one of the things on it was uh, ghost uh, ghost pepper powder on the, all over the burger, and it's just not that hot. It's only eight hundred thousand scovels. It's literally it's not that hot. Um, but back in the day, it seemed like hot. it seemed like it was literally yeah. hot. But we also did the five pound gummy. We we cut the five pound gummy in half, though. So we each got a two point five pound gummy, and that's too much gummy. <laughs> it is <laughs> two point five is a, a lot. And I mean, I have I, I have idols I looked up to on yeah. YouTube, like my uh, um, and that was not sugarless gummy. So this is yeah, this was just diabetic gummy. La La Beast is one. He's just an idiot who's super funny. I love watch yeah. watching him. Uh, Matt Stoney is one of the top competitive eaters in the world. And then of course, Mikey Chen, yeah. who I think inspired probably both of us to, you know, like keep doing what you're doing. Cause you might be Mikey Chen. He's my day. model. He's, yeah. he's my inspiration. Yeah. And he's funny. He's a nerd like us. He's yeah. sometimes socially awkward like us. Like, yeah. And he's like, last one I watched, he went to Uzbekistan cause he was invited to go try stuff in Uzbekistan. Like, I want to do that. I want to be invited yeah. to come out and try some food. Yeah. Like, that'd be awesome. Um, so the last thing, and I think it's probably, it probably does help. So f- between our food channels, what would you say? I think we came up with a, a difference. What, what's the difference yeah. between our channels? Uh, mine is, like I said earlier, um, I try unusual food yeah. flavors, combinations and stuff. Like my goal was I want to do pickles and peanut butter and I want to do pickles and ice cream, or I want to do I don't know why anymore, but durian fruit, like stuff like that. Sure. Sure. Yours is slightly different. Yeah. Because I mean, um, we, I mean, some people might say that we do weird things, but my big push has been how to make the most of the food, how to, how to be just super extra. So yeah, uh, we eat the Oreo, the marshmallow Oreos, and we're like, well, it's marshmallow Oreos. Of course, we're going to torch it with the with the blowtorch. Yeah, of course. Um, and we're going to add like extra marshmallows inside, and just like weird, weird things. But they're not weird. Yeah. It's really trying to go extra, and that's what my girlfriend calls me. She's like, oh, <laughs> Richard's going extra again. Yeah, um, it's like no holds barred. How do you make this the most delicious thing it, you can make? It seems like a lot of your videos too. Like, how can I make this even better? in a very short amount of time. It like, it doesn't take you a lot of time for some of these to, yeah, it doesn't take you a long time to torch an Oreo. Yeah. And, it, and that's, 
actually some, something that I, you know, other than like, I, I do a lot of kind of like small blogging of restaurants lately, but my personal creation stuff, I'm really trying to emphasize, Hey, here's what I've been doing to entertain you guys, food, food, entertain you guys for game night, because preparing that much food for eight to 15 people is something that a lot of people don't do and they think it's hard or they think it's impossible. So they're like, let's just order pizza. Yeah. Well, if you're just going to order pizza or get Taco Bell or whatever, um, number one, it's so unhealthy. Number yep. two, it's so expensive. It is. And I'm like, for for the same price as us, like ordering a ton of pizza, um, I'm giving people brisket and pulled pork and, and this kind of stuff. Potatoes so, and all kinds of good stuff. Yeah. So I just like, so that's really my focus lately is how do you, how do you do something delicious for a little effort? And I've also been doing a lot of reviews um, on Facebook. Now yeah. I, I'm feeling that this is my preference right now is to do a lot of live streams on Facebook and then share the video later for people to yeah. watch. Um, again, it's still, it's reviews of products that actually yeah. exist, but all of the ones I, I feel are strange. They might not be too awkward, but like I just did the flaming hot dill pickle chips the other day. Yeah. Um, I did a marshmallow flavored energy drink. Like that's not too strange, but it's weird. Like, yeah, but it's, it's not North Carolina barbecue flavor. Yeah. Which is basically just barbecue flavor. Yeah. <laughs> so anytime I'm one of those guys, anytime where it's like, you're walking down the aisle in a grocery store and you're like, that is so weird. Why would someone do that? I'm like, I want it. Yep. I want to try it. I want to do it. So I, I read a study that said about, uh, they said 45% of food purchases are made, uh, at this point by Americans with the purpose of it's weird, it's unusual, it's different. <laughs> and that's why they have to come up with all these new flavors constantly yep. because uh, I generally never buy any flavor twice and except plain or prime rib flavor. Uh, prime I, rib and horseradish. I would, I would fight you on that because of one other one, and it, the dark chocolate Oreos. Oh, for, for salty snacks. Yeah, for okay, salty yeah, snacks, yeah. it's just plain or it's the prime rib and horseradish yep. Smith's flavor. <laughs> yeah. For, uh, for sweets, actually I have a, I have a running order. I buy, um, Keebler elf M and M cookies, Keebler elf butter cookies and the dark chocolate Oreos. And those are my personal, like I will buy those just forever. Yep. Yep. Those, those are amazing ones. Um, it's funny too, because I, I'm you, they've obviously definitely caught on. Uh, Mountain Dew. I was like, I don't need a Mountain Dew. I don't need one. And then they're like, Hey, we just came out with a Voodoo Mountain Dew. I guess I need one now. Yeah, they, they have me by the balls because Mountain Dew will say we've come out with a flavor. I don't care what it is, and I will go try it. If if Coca Cola came out with as many flavors as Mountain Dew does, I would be stuck buying endless. Even though I don't even drink soda, guys, I actually don't drink soda except for for this podcast. In, yeah. Once a week, I drink a soda in your rum. In my rum, and that's it. <laughs> Um, and the same thing with Oreos though too. Oreos has come out with several flavors where I don't need to buy Oreos, but I need to know what the carrot cake Oreo totally. tastes like, like. I eat two or three Oreos a month, <laughs> but if they keep coming out with endless new flavors, then I have to keep, yep. the, yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, I would, I would like to say I pride myself on the Mountain Dew. Um, there is not a flavor in Mountain Dew existence except the fabled one that I have not tried. And this goes all the way down to Sam's club has a special 
Mountain Dew that you can only get at Sam's Club. And that's, how'd you get in the Sam's Club? Uh, Fabi has a membership to Sam's Club. We get a lot her of family. Stuff. Yeah. Well, her mom bought her her own. <laughs> So we go, to, <laughs> okay. we go to Sam's Club a lot. Yeah. I love going to Sam's Club, get hot dogs and pizza and stuff because they're, I, they're I so think cheap. It's so cheap. <laughs> it is. I mean, I, I stopped eating there because I don't want to die, but um, <laughs> it is so cheap and it's it, good. It's a quick meal if you if, need to if, fill up. Sometimes I intentionally go there with my girlfriend around lunchtime because I know that that's when they have all the food people out. Yep. And by the time you're done shopping, you're full. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, and there's, there's a, it's called Berry Monsoon. At Sam's Club, it tastes like um, a blue otter pop as a Mountain okay. Dew flavor. And then there's a peach honey Mountain Dew at KFC now. Like KFC is weird. I, I mean, keep they're, track they're on of this stuff with the weird food yeah. stuff. Uh, but the mythical flavor I'm still looking for is the one that was never actually. The reason I haven't tried it was because it was never actually produced. Yeah, yeah. They made a minor batch to test and yeah. it didn't do well. And that was the. Doritos flavored Mountain Dew. I have to believe there were other flavors they made one run of. It didn't pass user testing, and yeah. so they never released. Yeah. If it was if it was a, a global release yes, or a U.S. release, I've tried them all. Yeah. Um, Is I, there a Sakura flavor Mountain Dew? I don't know yet. I don't think I've seen one because it might have been in Japan. Then that's why I say uh, I love Sakura flavor American stuff. American release. If it's if it's I can get it here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I've, I've tried them all and I've, I was going to remember, we've tried the, uh, Liberty brew too, which felt like it was all of them. It legitimately felt yeah. like it was all the it, Mountain Dews put together. That was impressive. It was crazy. Um, but yeah, so if you guys want to watch some good food, getting eaten, watch late night cravings. If you want to watch some idiot eat really weird food or give you an honest review on a product that's just strange, yeah. like marshmallow flavored energy drinks or flaming hot dill pickle lays. Uh, come watch Taste This on YouTube, on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, that's the name of my show. I'm actually going to take the odd YouTube tag off on Facebook and just Excellent. make it Taste Thank This. Thank you. <laughs> I don't need it anymore. Um, I, I do a lot of my stuff on Facebook, so yeah. Um, and then if you like the podcast, of course, listen to us again, and we'll see you next week. All right, bye guys. Bye.